What is up, best friends? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily. It's Friday, March 29th. Yo, how's it going, Barrett and Imran Khan from Game Informer? Hey, man. How did it, Fran? First time we met. First time, yeah. I'm excited that there's a Game Informer editor on the West Coast. <laughs> yeah. All yeah, the- Greg was telling me like he had no idea up until like we actually met it. I didn't know either. <laughs> I thought you were visiting uh, for something, maybe stayed <laughs> over from GDC. Um, but yeah, maybe quick, tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do for Game Informer? How long have you been there? All I am Game Informer's news editor, mm-hmm. so basically if it's news related, I'm probably in charge of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I cover the news daily, cover demos, preview events. Anything that has to do with San Francisco or news is my purview. Yes. So basically with a lot of Game Informer stuff, it's... Most people are handling the magazine, mm-hmm. and I'm handling the website stuff. Oh, man. That's plenty. Yeah. That's a lot, actually. There's, <laughs> I mean, obviously, the magazine, there's a lot to do as well, but yeah. man, running a website. Uh, and then I also and do magazine do. stuff occasionally. So. Yeah. You keep busy yes, from the sound of it. Very much. But um, it's a pleasure to meet you real fast. What is maybe your game franchise that's a favorite or one of your favorite games? Favorite games? Let's see. Tough. Yeah. that's. I'm already thinking like Game of the Year this year. Which yeah, is, sure. I've been loving the hell out of Devil May Cry. Okay. Yeah, just to set the stage. You can't yeah. argue with that. I'm like 60 hours into it, like four really? minutes. Yeah. Wow. All right. We got to get you on Kind of Funny Games Cast. <laughs> um, all right. A little bit of the housekeeping for starters. You, again, are watching Kind of Funny Games Daily. I'm Fran Mirabella. Uh, you can also find me at twitch.tv slash fm3 underscore and support me there. Um, and again, you can find Imran over on Game Informer. And you can watch us live here on Twitch TV slash Kind of Funny Games at 10 a.m. Pacific Time every weekday. And remember, if you're watching live, you have a very special job. Head over to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong if we're wrong about something. Regular comments and sort of confirming stuff. Only leave it to if we're wrong about stuff. It's hard to read it on the show live. Um, so we'd appreciate it if you keep it to when we're actually wrong. <clears throat> don't worry, we will be. Uh, so if you don't watch live, remember you can catch us later at youtube.com slash games or... You can listen on podcast services around the globe uh, by searching for Kind of Funny Games Daily. And you can be a part of the show uh, if you head over to patreon.com slash Games, where bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free. All right. So today on today's show, it's exciting because we are going to talk about that big Borderlands 3 reveal. Mm-hmm. Imran uh, has played the games. He's a big fan. Unfortunately, I'm behind the curve as I often am. Um, and there's also a new Borderlands game of the year uh, edition and Nintendo and Microsoft got hacked. So those are some of our top stories we're going to cover. A little more housekeeping first, though. Tomorrow, if you're watching live now, you can catch Kind of Funny itself in Kansas City for the meetup. You can come hang out with them all day at the Planet Comic Con panels. They're going to be talking to the Smallville cast, Mick Foley and Henry Winkler, uh, Barry from Arrested Development. Everybody mm-hmm. says the Fonz, and I'm like, no, man, he's Barry from Arrested Development. Uh, then you can come to our meet and greet over at the Flying Saucer Draft Emporium, and you don't need a badge for the meet and greet. And New York, you're next on the list for the meet and greet on April 6th. So it's coming just a week later. Get ready for it. Make some plans. Also, a very special thank you to the folks who uh, throw in that additional support, the Patreon producers, Blackjack, Tom Bach, and Muhammad Muhammad. And today, as well, supporting us are our sponsors, Quip and Harry's, but I will tell you about that later. For now, 
Let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have four big stories today. A baker's dozen. All right, let's start with the one that is on the tip of everybody's tongue. Borderlands 3 was announced. The trailer was shown. Uh, I think instead of reading through this because you're so familiar, let's just start with what is your quick recap of what happened. Uh, they showed the trailer. What did you see? And we'll go from there. So they were kind of teasing that trailer the entire show yeah. of like everything because they even the week before yeah, they it was had just that, like the Twitter teases. They're like, and, we're coming. And then they even did the Mask of Mayhem or whatever yeah. sort of CG trailer. Got everybody hyped. What? A day before. Right. Yeah. And then, boom, they dropped a good, I don't know if it was a two- or three-minute trailer. So they dropped a two- or three-minute trailer, but the entire time up until then, they have been having video issues to the point where, like, mm. certain trailers before that just weren't playing, and they were trying to, like, literally Bill O'Reilly style do it live. Sure. And during the actual panel. Yes, yeah, during well, the actual panel. Yeah. Let's get into some of those technical issues a little after. Maybe mm-hmm. just recap what is, what is, if nobody's heard, what is up with Borderlands? So Borderlands, Borderlands 3, 3 now, after right? seven years since Borderlands 2, I believe, yeah. it's... Finally confirmed, it is a PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC game, and it is the like takes place five years after Borderlands 2, mm-hmm. has a whole new cast of ca- are, uh, playable characters, and uh, brings back a lot of favorites from the old games. It was a good like three-minute trailer that just basically broke down, here's all the things you love about Borderlands, we're not changing them. Yeah. We're doing the exact same thing, but more of it. Did they actually confirm, because the note I have here from Jonathan Dornbush in the last updated IGN yeah. said that they didn't, we know, Johnny boy, uh, that they didn't. Uh, note which platforms. They didn't talk about price or date. Do you know if they talked platforms? I'm assuming the same thing you are. Yeah, it might be just be an assumption okay, on my part. just to make sure. But I'm with you when but you like, say But the, the main thing is I don't think there's a, there's a Switch version just like waiting in the wings there. Yeah, we don't know if it, if or and will it come to Switch, but um, you know, we have some more news on Gearbox stuff coming to Switch after. But mm-hmm. Borderlands 3 is real. It's happening. That's the important note, though. We don't know that it's coming in 2019 necessarily, but I sure think it is. What do you think? I think so because there was a thing last year where Take-Two said we have a very popular shooter that we, we want to show off that comes out next year. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, but what we're, else we're, would it be? Yeah, we're pulling it for, from E3 because we don't want to show it right now, but it's like, it'll be financial year 2020, which is this, yeah. next, or this coming year. Right. So I think it's probably going to, like, I can't imagine what, unless Mafia yeah. 4 is just I, like. <laughs> looking at the yeah, pattern. Mafia 4 looks that's right. <laughs> Maybe that's it. No, but looking, I'm very confident that it's coming this year. I yeah. don't have any inside sources, but what I will say is that I've seen how 2K tends to announce stuff. They have sort of a certain rhythm. You show up at PAX, you show the game, and then it's going to come out this fall or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I think everybody's excited. But I saw them on Twitter as well. There's streamers talking about being part of the streaming program. I think if it was coming out in 2020, it'd be a little early to be talking about there's going to be like a yeah. streaming program. So They said they were working on it for five years already so that game is pretty well baked at this point exactly so there's been plenty of time um one other thing in the trailer that's just a couple things but from uh tamor hussein over at GameSpot, uh this was one of his notes says one of the key new features for borderlands 3 uh was revealed when the words explore the worlds appear on screen this indicates that the game is going to be much bigger than the previous two entries offering players a variety of different worlds to scavenge for loot um, to hunt down and uh, I read that wrong <laughs> to scavenge for loot and hunt down mythical treasure in those worlds uh, the trailer showcases some of these with a neon city that has towering skyscrapers and overgrown swamplands alongside the traditional Mad Max like desert terrain so that's actually a question I had uh, and that's what I was getting from the trailer but having not played them yet I'm going to before this comes out um, and I love looter shooters but 
I've always seen the vibe of of Borderlands three and uh, sorry Borderlands and Mad Max. I think is mm. how I would describe it, but sort of tune shaded. And then I saw that moment in the trailer where they're like skyscrapers and the swamps, and I was like, oh, seems like they're saying like there's going to be new places to go. Is it accurate that the older games didn't really have that vibe as much? So Borderlands One was mostly desert. I, I want to say it's entirely desert, but it's been a decade, and I don't want to yeah, like, sure. commit it's to that. Two thousand nine or something. Right? Like there was a part in Borderlands Two where the like player team goes to the city like of the main villain, and like that was. Like, it's a very Anne Orlando Dark Souls moment for me because it's, <laughs> it's such a cool thing to go into that. Like, oh, this is not the desert anymore. This is a very, like, uh, industrial area. Yeah, it it's, was it's different. Really... They sort of saved that moment, it sounds like, for a big set piece. Yeah, so I'm I'm very curious to see where this goes. Funnily enough, before I think earlier this week there was a 4chan leak uh, oh, really? that was like, okay, I know what's in Borderlands 3, what's in the trailer, what the game's going to be like. And no one believed it because it's a 4chan leak. But and this is something they said? Th- like, the, Well, yeah, they said like you're going to start on Pandora and go to other planets eventually. Oh. So, like, Seems once, like yeah, it's lining up. They posted pictures, and the pictures match the trailer. Oh, really? So, that's a hot tip. Yeah, right people now. should go back and look at that leak because it appears to be a lot of details about that game. Nice. That's a very good pro tip. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of other stuff in the game. One thing I found interesting was in the middle of the trailer, the words, a billion guns. Yes. Come on screen. Also, the guns have legs, yes. by the way. They've literally so you know, saw, saw someone post. They thought of everything. And I was like, yeah, like, what are they for? Do they? Does the loot walk to you, I guess? Is that the idea? I have. What do you I, think the legs on the guns meant? I imagine it's like a turret that just sort of walks around and shoots Oh, yeah, maybe it's will. like a turret, uh, and that's a type of gun. Yeah. As opposed to all of them having legs. Protect that little gun at all costs. <laughs> I, I was thinking all the guns could suddenly spawn legs. That makes way more sense. I didn't really think it through. Um, but the billion guns part. Mm-hmm. So, again, having not played a ton of Borderlands, for people who haven't, what does that mean? Is that sarcasm, or is it going to be randomly generated gun? Like, what they're kind of. Ra- I I believe that they're randomly generated. I, I'd have to go back. And yeah, play no sweat. <laughs> but like it was small variations of type of guns. Yeah. So like this would be like this percent so many damage small variations and has like this sniper rifle or like whatever. Mm-hmm. But you get so many that you'll you'll find things that you like and like will fit your playstyle perfectly. Yeah. I gotta tell you, I've been playing so much Division Two. Uh, mm-hmm. Have you been playing any? Division I've been playing 2? a bit. Yeah. And I love these types of games, but the. More loot actually stresses me out. Uh, my vaults are always full. Like it's deleting stuff gives me like serious panic. Because I'm mm-hmm. like, I always end up reading later that like, wait, you had that stat? Like, why did you delete it? And then I'm like, how am I supposed to like delete a billion guns? <laughs> that thought of that alone. But uh, no, as I think a looter uh, shooter and one of the first, you know, uh, ones that set the stage for it. It's, it sounds like it's coming with a force and it's just going to have a ton of guns and stuff. In I it. mean, Borderlands is extremely popular. Like, oh, yeah. I I want to say the series as a whole is over 30 million at this point. Like, it, there's really? a reason they. they I didn't put realize this, that yeah. it, it got that large um, through, you know, obviously this is over the course of a decade, multiple games. Right. right. But like, yeah. really just two games and a pre sequel. Yeah. And they're, it's surprisingly it's huge. It's a big one. Yeah. It is a big one. Obviously, they're betting a lot on it. Uh, maybe another note you can make is like for people who haven't played Borderlands, um, if they play Destiny or Division or whatever games somewhat of this nature. Like, did you see in the trailer, is it going to try to do any of the shared world stuff? Or is it literally either just you or four people partnering up and then getting into a mission? Or, like, how do you see the world coming together? I think they're probably going to hew pretty close to the way Borderlands 1 and 2 worked, which is, like, four people party up. And they you can do it a single player, you can do it in multiplayer. But it's not really, like, you're not seeing other people through the world. It's just, you're, these are my friends. These are the people I'm yeah. playing with. And, like, we're going to go on this, like... 
Yeah, Monster you Hunter co-op style up. Game. Yeah. And you run out and do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what I saw, too. Like, I think part of me was wondering if they were going to take some of those new, call modern uh, uh, trends, you know, that we're seeing. Obviously, everybody's liking I these I kind of hope not, honestly. Yeah, I'm not seeing it. It seems yeah. like they're saying, no, you like Borderlands the way it is. We're just going to make it bigger than ever. Now, we don't know all the details, obviously, right. yet. But I'm getting that. But I was like, actually, it looks like what I expected. Yeah. But I think that's a good thing. It's been a long time since Borderlands 2, and I'm eager to just play that. Like, right. had that experience again, just getting my friends together, just doing a couple of missions at night and being like, all right, well, I got this gun. Hey, do you have this shield yet? Like, yeah. that's fun for me. Yeah, it's, it's enough. We've got enough looter shooters out there. I was having a conversation the other day about, I'm like, now we almost have too much that, uh, yeah, you're one, you're forced to choose. We do have too much, but then it kind of starting to wear us down. I'm wondering if we'll see a trend of almost heading back towards this where it's like, wait, I want the loot. I don't want this huge open world. I can't keep up with it. I got real life to worry <laughs> about uh, as well as maybe some other games that I've already playing right. that I've started playing like Destiny. So, uh, all right. Uh, any other notes on Borderlands 3 from you? There was a part in the trailer that like, if you've played, if you ever played Tales from the Borderlands, the Telltale game. No, I didn't, but I'm familiar with yeah. them, obviously. So, best Telltale game, I'll go ahead and say that there. Yeah. Like, absolutely. There is a character from that game in the trailer. So, because there was previously no real connection. Mm. I mean, like, there are characters from Borderlands in, like, uh, Tales from the Borderlands, obviously. But, like, it never worked the reverse way. So now the main character, or the main male character from Tales from the Borderlands appears to be, like, the head of one of the companies in mm. Borderlands 3. So that I'm, I'm very eager to see one if they get the voice actor back because it was Troy Baker. Oh, and like he makes, a, he demands a much higher cost than a he lot of people want to pay these days. But also, they got a billion like, guns. They yeah, can afford. Yeah, Take Two has the money. Whatever. <laughs> but uh, also, like, how do they incorporate him? And are any of the Telltale writers involved? Those are good questions. Yeah. But yeah, so they're integrating characters that were, intro- a character at least, that was yes. introduced in Tales of the Borderlands. Um, yeah. And I know some of the characters coming back as well, right, from mm-hmm. uh, Borderlands 2. Did I get that right? Yeah. I think I saw some chatter about and that. Borderlands 1 as well. Like, there are Ten some one. characters that survived that, like, that have been brought forward already. All right. So, like, I just, I really eager to, from a lore perspective, I want to know where they're going with all that. Yeah, that's awesome. Sounds like they've uh, thought of a lot of good things. The reception has been very positive from Borderlands fans. I haven't heard a lot of. Pretty much everything on the Reddit front page yesterday was just Borderlands. It was just Borderlands memes. There's a lot of memes about uh, Borderlands is coming and it was like sad anthem or division or destiny Mm -hmm. or whatever. There's a lot of knocking other like looter shooters that the king is back, you know, and uh, we still, again, don't (laughs) know when the game comes out. We've got a little time to go, but Mm -hmm. I'm Actually, despite what I said earlier, there's so many of uh, looters out there now. It is exciting to have Borderlands back on the scene. And yeah. per your point, we've waited 10 years since the original, but about seven years since, you know, the last one. Um, it's so also it's nice to just have cartoony shooters in general. Yeah, the style of it's really cool. Um, it's funny that almost Apex uh, Legends maybe even drew a little bit from that in some ways yeah. and how that they converted, you know, the look of Titanfall just a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it's exciting. All right, let's move on to our next story. Borderlands, uh, Borderlands Game of the Year edition. Uh, this story comes way of Jonathan Dornbush over at IGN. Yeah. So, yeah, oh, we love him. Jonathan Dornbush, baby. Check him out over at IGN. Um, but yeah, the, basically, Gearbox did have a big panel. I do want to talk a little bit maybe about what that panel was, but let's get through some of the news first. But um, this was one of the other stories that came out of it. Borderlands uh, fans have even more to look forward to in the lead up to its launch, including a release next week of the original Borderlands with a number of updates. In addition to Gearbox confirming Borderlands 3 in development, the company announced Borderlands Game of the Year Edition is being released for PS4, 
Xbox One, and PC on April 3rd. Uh, this is literally just days away and will include a few quality of life updates. Uh, these include a Borderlands 2 style minimap in addition to the game's original compass, inventory updates that allow players to unlock, take that back, to allow players to lock and label weapons as junk, and auto pickups of items from the ground. Also, in response to fan feedback from the original game, the final boss battle of Borderlands, no spoilers, will be adjusted to be more engaging, challenging, and rewarding. Players will also be able to customize their Vault Hunters with new cosmetic heads that can be equipped. The Shift program is also being incorporated, allowing players to use golden keys to earn in-game rewards, returning players from Borderlands 2, uh, and the pre-sequel will actually earn 75 keys. Uh, there's going to be six new legendary weapons um, that will also be incorporated into the game, and of course because it is 2019. Uh, with the move to this generation, the Game of the Year edition will include 4K, Ultra HD, and HDR visual updates. Players who already own Borderlands on Steam will receive this update for free. Gearbox also confirmed that some other Borderlands updates, including uh, that new Ultra HD texture pack for Borderlands, the Handsome Collection, and all of its DLC for consoles and PC. And for Borderlands 2 VR players, all of Borderlands 2 DLC will be added to P the PSVR title um, that's coming later this summer for free to all players. So, a lot of preparation, it sounds mm -hmm. like. It's for folks like me, if you didn't play the first ones, well, now you can go back to the first one, lots of updates. How does this update strike you? Um, it sounds like they're bringing a lot of quality of life updates from Borderlands 2. Right, um, and Borderlands 1 is definitely the old, like, obviously the oldest game in the series. Yeah, it's like a 10 lot of people, years old, yeah. does it hold up? A lot of people don't think it holds up, and like a lot of people do think it's the best game in the series, because mm. like, the writing was very different, the gameplay was very different. Then 2? Yeah, like, it's just a very different It's especially feel. the writing that a lot of people get hung up on. Mm -hmm. They did change the writers out for Borderlands 2, and it became a lot more, I don't want to say meme but that was kind of the feeling okay. people got. But I'm I'm very interested in, like, just kind of, like, playing around in Borderlands 1 again a little bit. And some of these changes, like, the final boss in the first game was historically very bad. Oh, really? Yeah, like, you... Again, no spoilers, no spoilers but you yeah. kind of just sat in um, one spot and shot it. Okay. Like, it, it just mechanically, it sounds like it didn't play out very well. Yeah, like, it, there, there was no actual moving around. That game had pretty decent boss fights aside from that. Huh. So it's shocking that they like that one faltered so much, but that mm -hmm. was a, that was an era where no one really did Final Boss so They're going to go back and fix it now. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that sounds pretty big. And then these quality of life updates, like... Um, uh, you know, like I'm not, and maybe I don't even know if you remember all this stuff, but being able to customize your vault hunters. With yeah, you, cosmetics. Just, you could change colors beforehand, but you couldn't change like the hairstyles or anything like that. Gotcha. And the shift program. Do you remember what that is? That was, if I recall from Borderlands 2, because it was introduced in that game, mm -hmm. uh, that was, there was a chest that you had to have a like shift key for. And, mm -hmm. like, Randy Pitchford would just keep tweeting out keys, and, like, you just put them into the game client, and then you'd have, a, like, the key would go to your character. You just go open that chest, it will be a random drop. So, mm. there, I guess they're adding that to Borderlands 1, which means that even if you're not always out adventuring, you could just log in every day and use a key and then, like, just yeah. take whatever gun it happens to give you. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited, especially as someone who hasn't got to play these, that I could go back and get some of these quality of life updates mm -hmm. um, and prepare for, hopefully, later this year, Borderlands 3. Um, 
do you do you recommend like that people do that? Or do you actually think that the games are disconnected enough that you well, we don't know enough about three, but do you generally feel it's like, you know, honestly, you probably could wait for three, or do you feel like no, you should go back and play these? So story-wise, I there were characters in three the three trailer that were like they were main characters of Borderlands One. So if you want to get caught up on the story, you're probably going to have to at least run through a bit of Borderlands 1. Yeah. But in terms of gameplay, if you have some friends and you're like waiting to get in on it, I'd say just wait for Borderlands 3. Yeah. Like I'm not, we don't know when it's coming out. Yeah. And this game comes out in a couple of days, so Yeah. Like if you're looking for something right now, there's no harm in doing that. Yeah. I worry that you're going to burn out cuz like yeah. there is a lot of content between Borderlands 1 and 2. Hmm. And like this is this Borderlands 1 game of the year edition is the first time this game has come forward. For whatever reason, they only remastered Borderlands 2 in the pre-sequel uh, yeah. for, like, the first, I think, 2017 or so. Mm-hmm. But this is, the like, this is the game that people like the most. So if you're looking to, like, why do people like Borderlands, maybe this is what people are, maybe this is the thing that you should actually, like, give it a shot. Gives you see. a taste of it, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, that is a good note. Like, how long would you say... Well, two questions I have are, do you really have to play with people to enjoy these games? And how long are the games? You do not have to. Mm-hmm. I would advise it because that's the most fun I have with those games. Yeah. It's like playing Monster Hunter alone. Like, you can do it. Yeah. But, like, at some point you're going to be like, this is this would be more fun if I were just chatting with people when I was doing it. Yeah. So, like, we're in an era now of, like, Discord and things like that where this is easier than ever. So why not give it a shot? Yeah, for sure. And the games are, like, I would say... 40 to 60 hours. Okay. That's what I was expecting. I'm sure that you can go well beyond that, depending on how you, you yeah. grind them. Is that accurate? I mean, that, that's right? about what I recall from when I checked my Steam thing the other day. It was like, you played 45 hours of Borderlands 1. I was like, okay, okay. yeah, that makes sense. Sounds about right. Although, were you like reviewing it or something at the time? I was or no? not. I was just <laughs> playing with friends. That's good. I think Borderlands 2 was something like 200 hours. Because I just oh, love wow. that game more for some reason. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm sure it was more fleshed out, right? And uh, it was also just like time and place thing of like you yeah. have friends that are willing to play at the same time and like whatever context of life you're that in. Makes it, yeah. yeah, especially playing with friends. And, you know, that's uh, certainly what has happened to me with Destiny in the past. I mean, I, the first Destiny I sunk, granted it was over uh, several years, but I mean, I sunk over 2,000 hours in yeah. it, which was just crazy. I think I'm like 15 hour, 1,500 hours in Left 4 Dead 2 because like oh my gosh, it was wow. just a thing that my God friends damn, and I yeah. played. Yeah, yeah like, dude. Fucking amazing <laughs> game. It's you like, like Left 4 Dead, Barrett? Uh, like, I'm not like a <laughs> hardcore fan, but that was my friends in high school were like they oh, fucking yeah, yeah. loved Left 4 it's Dead. It's a cool so game. I, would, I would hop in with them, and it was super fun. I'd have the same reaction. Like, I didn't play 1,500 hours worth, <laughs> but I could see why you would. Yeah, yeah like um, just every night, just doing a versus game, and like do that for a year or two, and suddenly you rack up a ton of hours. Nice. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I think it's exciting uh, that they are bringing these updates. We don't always see this before a yeah. sequel comes out that you actually get. I mean, first of all, like I was trying to think about, has there been any games like with what they're doing with the first Borderlands, bringing this game of the year edition and actually bringing quality of life improvements back from their development on two and other stuff. Um, We don't see it as often uh, when say, uh, you know, it's not like they went back and updated, you know, the older Devil May Cry, for example, and just so you could like play the new one. Mm -hmm. So I think to that point, I'm I'm pretty happy with that. And I think it gives people something to chew on. I think it's actually more common now than it used to be. Yeah. Like it used to be like, okay, we're putting PS2 games on PS3. So that is like, it's just HD. Then that's enough for people. Yeah. Now it's like, now it's like, okay, 4K HDR is not enough for people to buy again, Mm -hmm. especially when a lot of people might have PCs or whatever. So like uh, Assassin's Creed 3, I think, comes out today. That's true. Oh, yeah, that is. That, like, I don't know exactly what changes they made because I don't think Ubisoft mm-hmm. said what changes they made. Yeah. But they, they said, like, we're fixing some of the stuff that's wrong with that game. Yeah. And I think you have to, especially with, like, 
when there's been games that you're re-releasing that weren't necessarily perfect the first time around, it makes sense to add those quality of life updates, mm -hmm. especially when they're like value toggles. Yeah. How do you fix six hours of just nothing happening in the opening hours of Assassin's Creed 3, though? <laughs> <laughs> nothing topic. happened in that intro. Maybe they just cut it out, Barrett. It, do it does one of those smash cuts. Like, it shows you just the beginning. God, and then I it's hope. like... Six hours later, and that's all you see now. You, you play as the dad, and then you have to play as Connor, but as a kid, and then as a teenager. It's so dumb. The game's dumb. I, right. I like I like the dad twist. I'll say that. That was a good twist. Okay, yeah. no spoilers. Let's stick on Borland. That game came out like eight years ago. <laughs> I didn't play it. Like so many things. It's funny. Like Borderlands, been, you monster. People have been saying that a lot because... How often do I? I didn't play it. I didn't play mm -hmm. it. I would like to at least explain, and I should probably repeat this more. I mean, I went from uh, reviewing and playing a ton of games in the early aughts, um, you know, being a reviewer at IGN, uh, doing news, but then I started the video team in 2005, and I had to build a huge team and really start taking a back seat, you know, and babysitting people like Barrett, and I didn't get to do any of the fun <laughs> stuff. Um, but no, like all that, I consumed so much of my time focused on that that between that and then eventually a game like Destiny and some others, I just didn't, you know, have enough time to play all this other stuff. I know there are people with jobs out there that they find the time mm -hmm. between having family jobs and, and everything else. I don't know how you do it. You know, I got, I got people that are maxing out in games like this and they have, you know, 50 hour a week jobs. They've got the family. I'm like, when I barely sleep, I guess, you know, because I stream, uh, I'm, I'm playing games now. Yeah. I sink so much time into maybe singular games. Um, but man, it goes by. I fast. mean, for me, it's like when people say like, oh, you must play games all the time. It's like, cause you have a job. I'm like, no, the last thing you want to do is talk, play video games sometimes. Yeah. That's, and you know what? That's a very good point. In our line of work, you spend all day consumed by that. Yeah. That when you finally get a break, you kind of want to step away from it for a few. And I think actually that kind of affected me for a while too. Mm -hmm. But oh, boo hoo, you know, we get to come But you also, you're like, you think you play so many video games. And like, yeah. I was uh, talking to a friend the other day and she's like, Hey, have you played Rhyme yet? I'm like, no. I really wanted to play Rhyme. Same thing. Didn't get to play. And I checked my PSN thing and I was like, oh, I own this. Yeah. I just never played it. I've done that many times. I own the Borderlands uh, Handsome Collection on PlayStation 4. And I realized I was like, oh, yeah, I bought it because it was on like a sale. And I'm like, I'm going to get to this. And didn't. The truth is there's so many games. Yeah. Uh, I've already sunk whatever 70, 80 hours into Division 2. And it's like. How much, you, do, uh, how much Sekiro, though? Oh, my gear? No, Sekiro. How much oh, Sekiro, Sekiro, I've probably played like 10 hours. So a long, long road ahead in yes. that one. So. I got very frustrated by that game at one point. I had to put it down for a little while. Yeah, a lot of people think of breaking their controller or um, nearby people's faces. So, <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next story, which was written by this guy named Imran over at Game Informer. Uh, Bulletstorm is coming to Switch. Why don't you actually read through your story and tell us what's up? All right. Bulletstorm, the first-person shooter from developer People Can Fly, is getting a Switch port in the next few months. The news comes from the Gearbox panel at PAX East, where the Austin-based developer is stretching their publishing arms once again by bringing the foul-mouthed action shooter to Switch this summer. Dubbed Bulletstorm Duke of Switch Edition. That's a terrible name, honestly. Duke of Switch. The Switch port contains all the extra content from the PS4, Xbox One, and PC remaster released in 2017. Much like that version, Gearbox implemented Duke Nukem into the game as, the, as a playable character, complete with his own dialogue during cutscenes. It will include all the game's DLC from the original 2011 release. An exact date was not provided at the conference, but it definitely won't be too long a wait. Yeah. Uh, did you get to play the original Bulletstorm? I at did. All? I yeah. love the original Bulletstorm. 
Yeah, it was yet another one of those games uh, that I looked at. I was like, this looks like a lot of fun. There's like, uh, what? maybe describe it a little bit. It's a first-person shooter. It seems like arcade It's like, so it's a very arcade almost kind of like character action style first-person mm-hmm. shooter. And like, the you basically rack up points by doing things. And mm-hmm. whatever you're doing will get some amount of points. You get points by like looking at things in cutscenes. You get points by like... You get points for watching cutscenes? I mean, like, let's say like a thing is shooting across the sky and like, it's like press F to look at thing. Oh, it's contextual. Then, yeah, so points. it's like the longer you look at it, and like you're you're taking hits or whatever, and it's coming at you <laughs> while it's happening. So you're getting points while doing it. But like the way you kill people will all, like get you more style points. points. Yeah. So I like the off the top of my head, I remember sliding into a room like feet first, kicking someone. They go through a door and hit a like spiky plant, <laughs> and like get engorged on that. Then you shoot them in the head, and like. You get a ton of points just for those things. If you do all these things while like drunk, while like re- like drinking the beer bottles you find through the game. Oh yeah, I thought you meant in real life. That, maybe as well. <laughs> I don't know what what, what they've implemented in this version. Gotcha. Maybe that's helpful. But like you do all these things like getting those bottle modifiers, you get even more points. So it becomes just like feedback loop where you're constantly getting cool things happening. Huh. Yeah, it sounds like there's a certain like speed to it, right? And like, yes. you kind of get this rhythm going. Is that maybe somewhat accurate? Honestly, like the way I would compare it is like it's like the Metal Gear Rising of first person shooters. Okay. That's a good comparison. Yeah. Um, I've always wanted to check it out though, so I am like many things. I'm glad it's coming to Switch, even though you can look at some of this stuff, you're like, oh, that's a pretty old game. But yeah. I missed it. I have a feeling a lot of other people uh, did. Uh, so I, I think it's a good Yeah, it didn't sell great. Switch like library. I remember Epic saying, like Epic was the original publisher. They were saying it didn't like meet expectations or make yeah. its money back. So I, people can fly then like they worked on Gears of War Judgment after that. Yeah. Which is kind of a disappointment to me because I wanted a new bullet storm. Yeah. So this one has the Duke Nukem thing and like great i get i mean yeah well, how do you feel about duke nukem i mean you know part of me nostalgic uh nostalgia wise i'm mm-hmm. like oh duke and part of me is like do we need more duke uh now in this day and age because uh, duke <laughs> is you know a kind of controversial character um so like whatever i could take it or leave it i guess is what i'm saying i feel like duke nukem, like the, he should be treated as if he's like that 90s thing and everyone yeah. else is very over it like, yeah, yeah, maybe that's the next evolution of Duke. Uh, but I do I love his voice and mm-hmm. nostalgia wise, like I'm I'm glad Duke is still out there and exists. Yeah, I remember playing like the old game. Yeah. Like but 3D. like it, yeah. it's like if you're integrating stuff in the bullet storm, it is I don't know why it's Duke. Um I guess because they <laughs> have Gearbox, that IP. Yeah. yeah, well then why not put something from Borderlands in there? You'd think so. Yeah. That would have made more sense. We had all Borderlands stories today, <laughs> and then we had to go over to Duke. Come get Switch. Um, so anyway, uh, I am excited it's coming. One thing I was going to say is there's no release date it's set on it, right? Just this summer. Um, this 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 summer. Um, my guess is part of it is, as we often see with Nintendo, is there's a certification process. So yeah. like it's probably baked and mostly done, but it can take a little bit of time to go through like when it's getting on Switch because there's so much being published. So that's probably all that it is. And it could be like a direct thing. It could be like an E3 direct of and Duke or Switch of Duke is available right now or whatever. Yeah. They've done it before. They do pretty much every one. Maybe they're saving it uh, for an announcement later. But anyway, that was cool. Great story, Imran. Thanks for contributing to to an actual story to today's show. Um, Let's move on to this next one, which is a little bit of a different tone. Something interesting happened out in the world. A security researcher hacked into Microsoft and Nintendo 
Millions of dollars of damage. Um, this this stuck out to me. This is a story that was originally from Tom Warren over at Verge. Um, there's a lot of details in here, so bear with me. And uh, also, if you've been listening at home and watching, I do have a cold. So if I sound a little off today, well, now you know. Uh, you might have to take over at some point. So <laughs> we'll do. Uh, the story goes, a 24-year-old security researcher narrowly avoided prison today after admitting to hacking into Microsoft and Nintendo servers and stealing confidential information. Zamis Clark, known as Slipstream or Rayleigh, was charged on multiple counts of computer misuse offenses in a London Crown Court on Thursday and pleaded guilty to hacking into Microsoft and Nintendo networks. Prosecutors revealed that Clark had gained access to a Microsoft server on January 24th, 2017, using an internal username and password, and then uploaded a web shell to remotely access Microsoft's network freely for at least three weeks. Clark then uploaded multiple shells to which allowed him to search through Microsoft network, upload files, and download data. In total, around 43,000 files were stolen after Clark targeted Microsoft's internal Windows flighting servers. These servers contain confidential copies of pre-release versions of Windows and are used to distribute early beta code to developers working on Windows. The Microsoft intrusion ended when Clark uploaded malware onto Microsoft's network, and he was subsequently arrested. This was all the way back in June 2017. Clark was then bailed out without any uh, restrictions on his computer, however, and he went on to hack Nintendo's internal network in March of last year. Uh, So Clark gained access through a VPN, virtual private network, and used similar software to hack into Nintendo's highly confidential game development servers. Those servers store development code for unreleased games, and Clark was able to steal 2,365 usernames and passwords until Nintendo eventually discovered the breach uh, in May of 2018. Nintendo estimates damages between about $913,000 to $1.8 million. And Microsoft previously provided the court with a vague estimate of around $2 million in damages. There's a lot more details in this story, so I kind of jumped forward on this and sort of the outcome of this so far has been that Clark was sentenced to a total of actually 15 months imprisonment and suspended for 18 months. Uh, So that, man, talk about uh, not a fun situation for Nintendo and Microsoft. Mm -hmm. But what sticks out to me, of course, as we're reading through is like they get, they let the hacker get back on the internet. Yeah, no, that was the thing. He got he was out on bail, and then he immediately just goes on to Nintendo after that. Like, oh, I'm sure it's different if it doesn't go with Microsoft, I guess. So like, yeah. Mm. But even that, like, it is, uh, I don't know what the situation was. Actually, sorry, there were some details I was going to note there. Some of his defense was that there was some autism involved. He had maybe some other issues. That was the defense. I don't know the facts, but... Um, there's something there that maybe you had a little more leniency when right. he got out. It's like, all right, somebody like... Yeah, he got a suspended sentence, so he's not actually doing any jail time unless he reoffends, which yeah. you can't really say he's not going to because he did before. But mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's it's an interesting story that... like So I, when I saw this story, I started doing a little math in my head because around that time, there were a bunch of, uh, at the time, NX leaks oh, yeah. from Nintendo uh, stuff. NX. So I'm like... Switch I, before it was Switch. I wonder if that came from this guy. Like, he found, like... <laughs> the development source code for things and started like leaking stuff out. That would have been interesting if there was like NX code on those servers. Uh, I mean, that's, that's I mean, there a- like the stuff like leaks around that time were like Splatoon two or like things like that. Like I think smash brothers came out around that time. That's where I was going with this too. It's like, 
what was for it seemed like part of it was how far could he get like what was the objective here right because there's no info you know maybe it was deeper into the story but about it's not like it was selling this information or anything that yeah. I saw. I think, I mean, it does seem just be he wanted to see how far he could go. Yeah. Because, like, the, he went into Microsoft, did the shells, then I think the, the malware is when he actually got caught. Yeah. Like, the malware was like, why are you doing that? Like, yeah. That's maybe, just, maybe he just wants to get caught. Who knows? Watching too much Mr. Robot. Um, <laughs> but uh, then went on to Nintendo. That is where maybe what you're saying is, like, maybe he wanted to see if he could get some information as you know, yeah. a fan of games. Maybe was out there on Reddit even uh, posting some stuff. I would have assumed that that would have been discovered after they probably, you know, looked into all his files and mm -hmm. stuff like that. But anyway, pretty interesting uh, story. I would not recommend uh, hacking anybody, let alone uh, Microsoft <laughs> or <laughs> Nintendo. But uh, talk about having some balls is what I would say is, you know, you're hacking Microsoft, so you're, you're probably going to get caught. Uh, they have a team of people that are on top of this stuff at all times. So I'm surprised right. he made it as far as he did. Before anyone year wrongs me, I got the dates wrong. That, that would not have been like Splatoon 2. or anything. It wouldn't have been. It was something last year or uh, two years ago, but I don't remember exactly what. Okay. It's probably already in there. We're still <laughs> going to read it because he was wrong, but we're not anymore. Yes. All right, well, those were all the big stories for today. If we missed anything or any stories have broke, uh, make sure to hit us up. Let's continue. Do you know this uh, this segue part? I do know the segue That's part. That's fantastic. Yeah. He has been on the show several times, <laughs> but I was uh, wanting to make sure. But uh, 15 months of imprisonment is so far away, Imran. If I wanted to know about what is coming to mom and grop shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. All right. Yes, it is a release day. It's a Friday. Brad, you didn't do the jingle. Oh, no. It's not in the run. <laughs> no, I was doing so well. Wait, let's redo it over. And it's right after that. He uh, Before he reads it, isn't it? No, it's yeah, it's right after he reads it. Oh, it's right after he mm. reads it. Let's just have you roll read. it back. All right. Uh, yeah. Let's go back in time a bit. If I wanted to, if I wanted to find out what is coming to mom and grab shops today, where would I look, Imran? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. That was just weak sauce. I'm sick today, everybody. Bear with me. But at least there was a jingle. There know? was a jingle. Yeah, yeah. we don't want to skip it. The attempt it. was made. Trust me, I've been there. I've gotten in trouble, <laughs> and I've been getting better at it. But that's why it's funny. They talk about the Fran rundown, because I've added in, you know, as Barrett experienced over at IGN, just like a little more process, because <laughs> they're so used to it, they don't have to think about it. But, you know, when you hop on the show, you just need that little, like, cue. Jingle goes here. Right. It was missing from the town. I'm not sure it's in the, the rundown, Barrett. So I'm going to blame the Fran rundown. That's the problem. <laughs> right, we need to fix right. it up. All right, let's get into the big releases uh, that are coming out today. Um, let's start with the top one. Them and Us is coming to PC. As you all mentioned already, Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered is out today. It is on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. The Switch version is coming on May 21st, 2019, for people right. wondering. Beautiful news. Thank you. Uh, Operencia, The Stolen Sun, is out on Xbox One and PC. Legendary Eleven is coming to PS4. Yoshi's Crafted World is out. It's on Nintendo Switch. Another big one today. Have you seen that video of like the scary level in that game? I saw it floating around. I didn't get to watch it yet. It is Thoughts? surprisingly fucked up. 
Really? <laughs> yes. Like first f bomb on like the show, and it came from a Yoshi story. It like a like felt clown with a, an axe follows you behind you. Oh, I hate and that. Tries to kill you. I wanted to play that game too. Should I try to watch this like live? <laughs> right Maybe. Now, it's like it is really it, like there's signs that are like he's coming from behind you. If you see him run. Wow. So scary like, clowns chasing Yoshi. Yes. Uh, and like a and like dark world with like little like a lullaby set music wow. going in the background. It's weird. And like nothing else in the game is like that. I think that's cool that they <laughs> are doing stuff like that. They, like when I looked at um, Yoshi's Crafts World, it looks cool. I think mm-hmm. we were talking about it on Gamescast, right, Barrett? I don't know if you were around then, but uh, I think we were saying it looked like maybe it was more um, for a younger demographic. Right. And I mean, I guess it still is, but this is a pretty nightmarish inclusion. Yeah, it's, it feels like there's just like one level there was like, okay, we got to make something kind of screwed up. Let's just do this. Yeah. I mean, happy to see it. I'll have to check out that video later. But yeah, I guess some um, trailers and, and videos floating around of that. Mm-hmm. Also coming out, The End is Nigh on PlayStation 4, where the bees make honey is on PlayStation 4. Tropico 6 is on PC, Mac, and Linux. Uh, Gods Remastered is I'm on... I'm sorry, Fran, go back. How did you pronounce... Bees? No. <laughs> Linux? Did you say Linux? I said Linux. You no. said Linux. No, I didn't. Oh, I said Linux. Friend. I feel like All I heard right. Linux, but I'm not sure. Okay. Barrett, yeah. you Other made that up. Other people in the chat are saying check Linux. Look, check, kind of funny. I can run. I like if I said it wrong. I don't know why. I'm someone clip that out. Someone <laughs> help me. I'm so sick today. Mm. I'm okay, actually. You're doing great. Friend. My head is cloudy. If it's possible, I said it, but I would just. I need to clip it. All right. I thought you were gonna ask how I said Tropico or bees. bees. <laughs> how did you say bees? Bees. Do you ever watch Rest of Development, Barrett? Hell yeah. Bees. It was a very like solid snake or naked snake, I guess, like bees. Yeah, Job had bees. It's a whole thing. (laughs) Um, Anyway, Virus Expansion is coming to PC. Rules of the Mafia, Trade and Blood is coming to PC and Mock. Damn it, Fran, I hate you. <laughs> Just making sure Barrett's awake. PC and Mac. Um, Hot Lab Heroes is coming to PC. City Box is coming to PC. And Gems of Magic, Lost Family is coming to PC. Uh, maybe before we move on, any of these that you're particularly excited about? Um, I'm excited, obviously, about uh, Yoshi, actually. Now I kind of yeah. am interested. Um, and Assassins, like I never played it. I don't know. I didn't play the last one. So I don't know if I'll really get to this, but those are two that obviously are exciting. I'm really curious what they changed in Assassin's Creed 3. Like, I, I want to know how they when they looked at that game and what they could fix yeah what did they decide they would do that for a remaster focus on yeah yeah but yeah most of the other other titles unfortunately i'm not as familiar with i've um, heard the good things about where the bees make honey but i'm not sure really yeah okay. good tip even if we don't know the exacts that's what i yeah. was looking for i just know i would see people talk positively about it yeah exactly Okay, let's move on to a deal of the day. Uh, this one you may have heard floating around. It kind of, I think it broke yesterday. But if you have Amazon Prime, you might have Twitch Prime. Ooh. And what that means is if you have Twitch Prime, you might get Nintendo Online for 12 months. And that's basically a $20 value. I think Nintendo Online mm-hmm. right, is about 20 bucks. If you want to get it uh, for the year, there's a little discount if you buy it, of course, for the whole year. But uh, if you've never had Twitch Prime or you're not paying, blah, playing Please help me. If you're not paying attention to your your loot that you get as part of Twitch Prime, there's always on the website, you go up there, you can claim skins. There was one recently for Apex. Um, They came up for Lifeline. And anyway, they have some really cool uh, deals. And this one's a pretty big one. I mean, you can get 12 months of Nintendo Online free if you already have Twitch Prime. So there's a little... good deal, yeah. Yeah, there's a little bit of a twist to it, of course, which is... um, uh, it's, It's minor, but you get the first three months right away. But you gotta 
wait 60 days to claim the next 60 day, um, the next nine months. So you got to wait those 60 days after the first one. Pretty good deal. And again, it's Amazon Prime effectively that you're getting. And of course, if you have Twitch Prime, you have a free sub to give away on Twitch every month. Check out Kind of Funny Games. You can give it away and support them or maybe other streamers out there <clears throat> uh, if you want to support them. Twitch.tv slash Andy Cortez. That's it, exactly, just like Andy. So you don't have to give it to us, but give it to somebody. Because seriously, it's your money just evaporates every month into mm-hmm. Jeff Bezos' pocket if you don't use it. Uh, do you stream or anything like that? I stream when I feel like I want to stream. Yeah, but it's more of a mood. Yeah, the nice thing about this job is that I don't have to. Yeah. I can just be like, all right, whatever. I'll str- I want to play some Bloodborne today. I'll play with friends. Yeah, yeah. playing Bloodborne with friends. <laughs> That's a, just a, what a wholesome activity. <laughs> uh, let's get in to some reader mail, and you can find that if you write in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games uh, where you can get the show ad free and speaking of ads this show uh, kind of funny games daily is brought to you by starting with our first sponsor quip one of the most important things that we do for our health every day is brushing our teeth yet so many of us do not do it properly quip is a better electric toothbrush it's created by dentists and designers quip was designed to make brushing your teeth more simple, affordable, and more enjoyable. People brush too hard, and some electric toothbrushes are too abrasive. A built-in two-minute timer pulses every 30 seconds to remind you to switch sides, helping guide a full and even clean. It's all about those quadrants. You know what I'm saying, Imran? Mm-hmm. Uh, so why? <laughs> Up to 90% of us don't brush for a full two minutes or don't clean evenly. Uh, a multi-use cover mounts to your mirror and unmounts to slide over your bristles for on-the-go brushing. Quip doesn't require a clunky charger and runs for three months on one charge. Brush heads are automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just five bucks. Greg loves his Quip. I've heard him talking about it all the time. He uses it every day. He's taking it with him on his trip to Kansas City because, again, it's portable, and you know the charge is going to last. And he ordered it when Nick wouldn't shut up about his, and he doesn't regret it, and uh, and he thinks his teeth look better than ever. And it's true. I've seen them. They're glistening, and his breath is just better than ever. Uh, That's why he loves Quip Quip, and uh, why they're backed by over 20,000 dental professionals. Quip starts at just 25 bucks, and if you go to getquip.com slash games right now, you get your first refill pack for free with Quip Electric Toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip slash games. That's G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash games. G-A-M-E-S. <laughs> uh, let's move on to another Sponsor supporting the show. Uh, it's Harry's. Harry's founders were tired of paying for razors that were overpriced and overdesigned. They knew a great shave doesn't come from gimmicks like vibrating heads, flex balls, or handles that looked like spaceships. Tactics that the leading brand has used to raise prices for decades. They've fixed that by combining a simple, clean design with quality, durable blades at a fair price. Harry's brought a world class blade factory. Sorry, Harry's bought a world-class blade factory in Germany that's been making quality blades for over 95 years. They've received over 20,000 five-star reviews on Trustpilot and Google. Harry's replacement cartridges are just two bucks each. That's half the price of the Gillette Fusion Pro Shield. All Harry's blades come with a 100% quality guarantee. If you don't love your shave, 
Just let them know and they'll give you a full refund. And you can get a $13 value trial set that comes with everything you need for a close, comfortable shave. Weighted ergonomic handle, five blade razor with a lubricating strip and a trimmer blade. You know, just in case you want to get the nose, the ears, or the eyebrows. Yeah, important need, to groom. You need that trimmer blade. Yeah. Uh, rich lathering shave gel and a travel blade cover. Listeners of the show can redeem their trial set at harrys.com slash gamesdaily. So make sure you head over to harrys.com slash gamesdaily to re, uh, redeem your offer and let them know that you help support the show. Okay, let's get on to a little bit of reader mail. Uh, this first one comes in from the Sheep Whisper. Uh, do you think we will ever get Borderlands or any of its prequels on Switch? Even sequels. If, yep, that's <laughs> that's it. But hey, man, I need a lot of help today, people. Uh, the chronology of that series is screwed up anyway. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yes. Do you think we'll get any of the sequels on Switch, even if they're a less powerful uh, version like the PS3? I asked because I wasn't really blown away by Gearbox's announcement that Borderlands, Borderlands Two, and the pre-sequel are getting UHD editions, and would have preferred. Uh, Borderlands 1, Borderlands 2, um, over Bulletstorm on Switch. Also, there are no looter shooters, quote-unquote, on Switch at the moment, so Gearbox could easily fill that void um, and benefit from the lack of competition. What do you think? Is there a chance we're going to see this? I don't know about a chance. I mean, if there were a chance, I think they would have announced it yesterday. I, I was surprised because there was a tease that seemed like it was going to be yeah. Borderlands 2 on Switch, but it just turned right? out to be like a an Ultra HD pack for Borderlands 2. I don't know why they're not doing it, honestly. Is it... Um, I mean, it's a predominantly, you have to be online, right? To Or do you don't have to. Like it, you it can, can be play a, it single yeah. player, on an airplane, offline. Yeah, I hmm. I imagine it's a matter of like the old engines are not super compatible with like the way the Switch works or... Might just be too much work. Yeah, it might just be resources, like maybe Panic Button is busy and they are busy. They're doing a yeah. lot of stuff. So they didn't have anyone that could really like port on the games but i think that's a good read like it might not be a quote-unquote easy port Mm -hmm. and so i think maybe they looked across all of it and were like look like we're already doing all this work on these other ones and um you know borderlands 3 isn't even coming to switch yet that we know of or anything right no so like meaning that's another reason of like well what are you building towards you're going to give them a borderlands and then then you're going to ask where's borderlands 3 yeah (laughs) not that not that you have to play something on one single platform but obviously uh, if you only own that platform and here's the thing i'll throw out there that like i I don't know this is like a main reasoning decision or whatever but that game is very voice based on voice chat and voice chat on the switch is not easy it is actually a very cumbersome pain in the ass so yeah like maybe maybe there's a point where someone's like we could do this but it kind of compromises the game design a little bit you make a really good point on that one i think actually which is um that it's not like that's what i was kind of getting at like sure you can play alone but if you team up with people now like the whole voice chat you got to do it through your phone right yeah and like I, maybe they, I mean, they like, could find a way to do uh it built into the game like uh fortnite does fortnite that. does yeah. yeah but i imagine epic gets away with a lot of things that no one else can yeah, get away with you're right how does it work on fortnite I'm you just plug into the headphone port yeah, you can actually use just like a yeah, it works. It. They don't. They just don't enable it for developers or for God's most games. Blast Nintendo! Why? <laughs> I didn't know that they got. It's just like so many other things where it's like, well, it could work, but yeah. we're blocking it for now for maybe various reasons. I don't know if it's yeah. why battery use or they're waiting to release their own stuff. Like, From what I've heard, Nintendo in <clears throat> Japan is very insistent that the way they see online is the way it's supposed to work. Of course. Okay. That's and like, <laughs> there are other okay. regions that are like, hey, no, this is really dumb. 
Yeah. But it's like, no, that's this is what is coming down from on high. So Frickin another man. thing I might th- I just thought about this. Yeah. They released Borderlands 2 on Vita. And it was not a great port. Like it was surprising for what it was for getting that game on the Vita, how well it worked Wait, out. Borderlands which? Borderlands 2. Really? Yes. Okay. So you could definitely do it. You could do it, but maybe they weren't happy with it. Maybe like they think like I think this it's is more the, the reasons you're bringing it, which there's like just the sales potential. Borderlands 3 is not coming to it anyway. Time that the developer has and like you yeah. got to place your bets. And so maybe what we're saying though is maybe that's something that could happen next year or whatever, right? Yeah. And maybe Borderlands 3, because we might get a Switch Pro or something right this summer. And maybe right. that's where we'll see this whole thing start to play out. Maybe it's an announcement that they're holding for the Switch Pro announcement. Yeah, never say whatever, never. Like which is just a rumor, by the way. They're absolutely Thing, times that Nintendo has been like, yeah, a port is coming for Switch or Wii U or whatever, but hold off announcing it until we announce it. Yeah. So and, maybe that's the case. And you brought that up before where it's like maybe Nintendo's just like, wait, we want to announce it. So yeah. keep out some hope, um, even though we were being a little less than optimistic <laughs> a moment ago. Yeah. Uh, so I want to go back to the tech stuff that we were talking about the conference around oh, Borderlands. Yeah, yeah. um, Alex Bobco asks, after watching the Gearbox stream yesterday, I have a pretty simple question. Has there been any other presentation uh, or presentations that were that cringy and had more technical problems? So I didn't get to watch the whole thing. I did page through it a little bit and they were like, um, well, there's supposed to be a video. And so I could tell they're having some playback issues. But tell us what happened at this bigger Gearbox presentation at PAX and what were these tech issues or cringy things that were happening. So they brought, they basically had a bunch of pre-planned things of like they were going to use the the actress who plays the angel in Borderlands uh, to like have her introduce the Borderlands game of the year yeah, edition Brittany. and like it didn't work out so she had to kind of like look at it live while a voiceover was playing in the background oh no and, like it it was very uh, the, I remember at one point the audience was screaming like just use VLC <laughs> right that's all we use here <laughs> yeah so they had production problems they had production problems and they were like oh well, we're gonna play something really big later so we don't want it to we, we want to make sure this works. And obviously that was a Borderlands 3 trailer. And the Borderlands 3 trailer started hitching. So it made uh, it look like the frame rate was really bad. Uh, and like, not I like wanted to re- <laughs> I went into recent era and all that after. And there's people like, oh, the frame rate looks awful. It's like, no, it looked awful because of that. Like yeah. I, I'd seen the trailer before that. And I was like, okay, this looks fine. So and, that's part of the question here. So one thing I will say as someone who's put on big events, uh, video production uh, is just what we do here. Yeah. Um, it is not as easy as it looks from the outside. When something starts going haywire, it very quickly comes down to like, when you say just use VLC, where's the <laughs> laptop? Does it have VLC? Is the file loaded into it? I mean, all these things happen so fast that it seems simple. Um, and sometimes you just don't have the person that knows how to do it. Yeah. So that was It's pretty, rehearsal, right? I, I, everybody just needs an Alexio from IGN, you know? Everybody yeah. <laughs> needs, oh, dude, we do all need Alexio. Quagliarini uh, from IGN, he's fantastic. Also, who is uh, the person who wrote in this question because I don't have them in the uh, doc here? I will paste, but it's Alex Bobco. Uh, was the question. It is in the questions from day. I didn't cut and paste that one in. I gotcha. I grabbed it since we were talking about it. So um, that was like one of the weird things. Like towards the end, Pitchford was clearly getting frustrated with what was happening. He kind of threw the pack staff under the bus a little bit. Yeah. Like he was saying like, oh, we should, I, I wanted to bring our own people. They said we couldn't like look at his oh, work that's going right. on. Yeah. Then, like, you start to panic. He kind of like moments, realized like, like it was, oh, this sounds bad, but like, oh, they're doing a great job. Like, yeah. So, Back to the question, though. So, look, first of all, these things happen. But second of all, um, what do you have you seen this happen before to this degree? Is this common, you know, for these types of live things? shows are always going to have some problems. Like, yeah. 
I don't, sometimes things just like don't sound good when you're like doing them for the fifth time in rehearsal. Yeah, like, remember a couple of years ago, I think it was Uncharted Four, where the demo at the E3 stage just didn't work, and oh. like they had to change out the demo because like they started it and then like it just went on to Drake and they couldn't move him. <laughs> so then they had to like change out the demo and bring in someone else and like get it. So it was like a minute or two of just Drake just standing there. There was a time uh, I want to say E3 2011 where Miyamoto came out to play Skyward Sword. Yeah, and, and it was oh, not where I remember yeah. that one. Yeah, that exactly. So I mean, there you're talking interference. They realized that being in a big auditorium, um, that the way that the Wii works, it wasn't working. Yeah. and they rehearsed it, and there was a bunch of, as I understood it, there was not all those cell phones in there. And as yeah. soon as you fill the auditorium, so that's exactly it. Like things just happen. What I will say is maybe just the, uh, call it the budget and what they're getting at the packs. Who knows? Um, you really need like to an event like this. Ideally you have a couple days of rehearsal, at least a good one. Barrett's been through these and you spend a lot of time making sure everything's right. And even then things could go wrong, but it really sounds like, unfortunately things fell off the track. So that's too bad. There but was one part that was actually cringy of like, I think it was like a 10 minute magic segment because Randy Pitchford loves magic. Yeah. And oh, so he just God. did like a, a long, long card trick. <laughs> Why? And it just that took forever. Like sweating, man. Oh, man. All right. I got to go back and watch some of those uh, clips. By the way, it was Alec. Alec Bobco. I can't uh, gotcha, get anything gotcha. right today. I did paste it into the document, but thanks, Alex. Sorry for saying Alex, because Alex was the question that I put in here next. Um, just maybe a fast comment. I thought it was interesting. Uh, Alex asked, bit of a weird question, but seeing um, if anyone interesting in anyone would be interested and has some more story. At the moment, everyone's hyped for Borderlands 3. I'm sure it's going to be great, but I won't play it. I don't want to touch it. Why? Because Borderlands 2 was a game that I used to play with an ex, and the breakup sucked. Now, I can't bring myself to enjoy that game anymore, and it also applies to Detroit Become Human. So I'm just wondering, have you, either of you had to stop playing a game or downright avoid a game because of um, something emotionally significant that ruined the appreciation? And likewise, um, is there a game that has more significance to you because of associations like that? Um, Imran, anything? I mean, yeah. Like, that yeah? Happened? Uh, I remember I kickstarted Hyperlight Drifter because my, oh, wow. my girlfriend at the time did. And we were like, okay, yeah, this game looks cool. And like, we talked about it. And when the game actually came out, it had been long after the breakup, but I didn't want to play it because like, this reminds me of when that happened. So I, I'm, that game looks great. It looks fantastic, but there's a decent chance I'll just never play it because of that association. Interesting. Um, it's funny. When I read the question, I was like, to me, I was like, wow, I haven't heard this before. Huh. I, I couldn't relate to it as much. Maybe... Because for me, I feel like games overpower a lot of that. I go to games to mm. escape. Yeah. Um, but I could see, like, becoming attached. But Barrett, have you had anything the, like this? Um, not, like, associated with the person I was playing the game at the But, like, the, an emotional event. Yeah, like, the under the ending of... The true ending of Undertale uh, brought a lot of feelings out from uh, my best friend who died of cancer in uh, mm. it's eighth grade. Uh, so... It's hard to go back to that, and mm -hmm. I love that game. So it's like I'll play through like the first time around with like the kind of first ending, but like yeah. I, it's hard for me to bring myself to to do the second playthrough to get to. I can see that. And now that I think about it, a especially big. Not that I'm underscoring how bad, uh, really bad breakups are, and loving someone, but uh, a death and think. Now I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, if you grew up playing games with right. someone, or you were playing a game with someone while they were sick, yeah. um, it's just all the above. I could definitely see that where I'm like, I'm kind of. Uh, it's too much connection to that event, and so it happens. Um, I mean, like even like simp, there are things like so you're if, not I'm, alone. Yeah, if I'm sick when I'm playing a game, it's hard to go back to that game because like yeah, it, it, I guess I 
empathize with like my old self doing all yeah. that stuff? Yeah. Well, you do. You, I guess, yeah, you, you make that sort of neurological connection of how yeah. you felt um, at the same time. So, uh, all right, you're definitely not alone. I'm glad that I include that question. If anybody else has had this experience, it would actually be really interesting to read in the comments mm -hmm. if you're willing and interested in sharing. Um, check that out in there. All right, I do want to point out we have Squat App over here. So you can write into, Ooh. where do they write into again, Barrett? Uh, <laughs> Patreon.com slash kind of funny. Sure. I forgot. I forgot. This always comes up. Kind of funny games. I don't know which tier it is. You yes. Sorry. The, again, the note wasn't here. But you can uh, write in if you want to squat up. Um, and it's a document. But today's comes in from Georgie on Xbox One. And uh, the username is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spell this out after. Uh, and it will be in the description. Architect well. of Death. And it'll be in the description as well of today's show. But um, Georgie says, I'm going to the KC meet and greet and want to meet some kind of funny best friends. I play a lot of racing games as well as Rainbow Six Siege. I'm not usually online until the evening or weekends, presumably um, central time because he's in Kansas City. So again, that's on Xbox One and Architect Tech of Death. So you spell that A-R-C-H-I-T-E-K zero F D E A T H, architect of death. Um, so head over, team up with Georgie. And if anybody else wants to team up, make sure to hit us up on Squad Up. Um, let's check out your wrong. And this is the part I always panic on. So give me a second. Tim was way more <laughs> calm with it. When I go through it, I'm not worried about being wrong. I'm like, I got to keep talking while we're going. So I don't know if you have access here, Imran, as well. Did we do, get yeah. anything else wrong? Um, the Uncharted 4 snafu was referenced in a trophy for the final game. That's not a correction, but that's good to know. Exactly. We only want corrections. <laughs> uh, it does say Operantia is also coming to Xbox and Games Pass today, not just PC. Nanobio uh, that came from DJ Brad Chill. Nanobiologist said, I did say Linux. Um, all right. You know, I do. I honestly do do stuff like that sometimes. And I have in my mind, I didn't say it. And it just happened. Um, the Assassin's Creed 3 remaster comes with updated stealth mechanics so they aren't as janky and I guess that's combat more fluid and updated graphics the story is unchanged so yeah uh, they're, they're yeah still the same <laughs> shitty six hours okay and that came from who? Uh, that was Nanobiologist. Awesome. Nanobiologist on top of it. Yeah. Uh, also, Thank Lord you, of Nano. Pwn wrote in and said Borderlands 3 has a locked in release date that will get announced on April 3rd says, according to Randy Pitchford. So maybe this is something he tweeted. So yeah, I'm, again, I'm feeling super confident that we're going to get that release date uh, of 2019. And I guess now we might know on April 3rd. <laughs> That's a very good note. Um, let's see. What else? Anything else that we missed? There's a little bit about the, the Tyler Barris thing, which is, it's, we probably can't cover that very fast because it's like a, such a serious and tragic story of the fatal swatting. Oh yeah, yeah I didn't. It, I didn't put that into that. Probably yeah, we're we're it's yeah that, out of time here. Probably it's an important story that people should look up. Yeah, yeah, check it out. Uh, the, I mean, what's the short of it? Somebody uh, swatted someone. Someone died because of it. Yeah, and the story has developed today because because he's now been sentenced to twenty years. Yeah, so and the like fifty one federal in. charges, I think, was the case. Yeah, so it's crazy. Uh, I, it, it, just thinking about swatting and. First of all, how dangerous it is and seeing the outcome, but just, I can't, 
imagine why people are doing stuff like this. But that is the world we live in today. All right, well, thanks everyone for the kindoffunny.com slash your wrong responses for helping us out when you watch live. Again, if you're just listening, uh, appreciate you too. And as well over on youtube.com slash games. Man, Imran, it's been a pleasure. And uh, since you're in San Francisco, we'll have to meet up for a drink or coffee again and uh, and hang out on the show sometime. Yep, definitely. All right. Well, as always, and I'm Hold not going to shake his Fran, hand. Fran, what Fran. I miss? Next week's host. Oh, we're going to go over. Those weren't in here before. Thanks for putting I added in them there. in for you. Uh, on next week, uh, line up after everybody gets back. Greg and Tim are going to be at, back on Monday's show. Tuesday will be Greg and the Capitalist Pig. Wednesday is Greg and Witta, because it's Wednesday, Witta, or Witta Wednesday. There Man, you go. Just, just take me off the show today, <laughs> Nothing. You're, you're killing it, Fran. Working. Don't worry. Thursday is Greg and Andrea, and it's Fran Friday again next Woo! Friday. Uh, <laughs> check me out on there. And actually, oh, we should make sure to throw in those final last plugs. Please, I would love your support. Check me out on Twitch TV slash fm3 underscore uh, you can support me over there and imran where can they find you you can find me at game informer or on twitter dot imran z-o-m-g there it is well as always best friends in imran it has been our pleasure and we'll see you next time